now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to your LGBT plus radio show that is Shout Out. He's Andy Shield and I'm Steffi Barnett. And coming up today... Uh, Chrissy Cochran. Singer, songwriter and presenter on Global Voice. Uh, the Black Joy Project. Laura and Sharifa talk about this new film for schools. And lots and lots of the lovely Terry. It's News Extra Week. Uh, all that and more right here today on Shout Out. Hello, one and all. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Um, and uh, uh, lovely, we've got Matthew Tosh with us again. Uh, so, uh, what well, you done to the weather, though, mate? It was like lovely and warm. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> Looking at my window here as recording. Um, yes, it's, it's a bit different. Yeah, very different. Uh, it feels like it's January again. It's like, ugh. well, it's been the coldest um, April. It's been the frostiest April on record, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's still yes. more frost, like, like, like supposed to be coming as well. We put all our plants out. And we keep it to run out. It's ever so funny. It looks like we've got like like mini like snow drifts going on because we keep running out and putting fleeces over the top of them to stop them dying. Oh, you got, <laughs> yeah, you got to harden them off properly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, on a lighter note, something summary for you. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, we are actually going to have a rainbow crossing for Pride this year. How cool is that? Ooh, that's brilliant. Jeez, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if any of you remember, they tried so many times over several years to do it, um, and it kept getting rejected and rejected. And this year it's actually <laughs> happening, and it's, it's all over the press. It's brilliant, so... Yes, yeah. the BBC is giving it a really good uh, write-up this evening. They've even mocked up a picture of what they think it's going to look like. <laughs> oh, now, hang on. <laughs> to not steal their credit. Bristol Pride made the knock-up of it, not the BBC. Hard to say. Yes. Yeah. Well, it does look fantastic. <laughs> it does. And yeah. It's the crossing. It's the crossing on Wine Street, I believe, just opposite the Galleries Shopping Centre. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right leading at the into top. Castle Park. Mm. Lovely. So, yeah. And it's um, not, they're not doing the rainbow flag, are they? It's the progress flag. Yes, which mm. includes the chevrons so, yes. of, of black, brown, and the trans pride colours as well. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It does, yes. And, um, Super. Yeah, very good. Happy, happy well done, everyone involved. Lesbian yeah. Day of Visibility, by the way, for those that celebrated it weekend just gone. Yep. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. Well, we're still we would have celebrated it, it um, with Steph, but every day is Steph it? Day, you know. It's. it's <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is it is all it is all week um and the, the actual day lesbian visibility visibility day was the 26th so that was monday yeah cool anyway now um speaking of um um uh, unusual well I don't want to say unusual thing it's someone new to us isn't it this is uh chrissy cochran um is it cochran or cochrane cochrane i think it is isn't it uh, yeah, and they run Global Voice, uh, mm. which um, they've just started taking shout out. And um, but Chris is um, a woman of many talents uh, because yes. they're also singer songwriter. 
musician as well as running Global Voice. And I think she presents on um, on Truck, which is another station that we broadcast on. Right. Well, um, we should point out um, the backing track on this that you're going to hear when she's actually doing the talking. She wrote herself specifically for this, um, which is why you can actually hear it, because normally we don't get the rights to do things like that. Um, but I have to say, uh, hats off, it's really, really nice that she's even gone to the effort of writing it for us too. So have a listen to this. We'll be back in a minute. My five on shout out. Welcome to my five. Who am I? I am Chrissy Cochran. I'm a 77-year-old trans woman born in New Zealand. I went to the only school for the blind in New Zealand, which was up in Auckland, but I lived down in Dunedin, which is in the South Island of New Zealand, which meant I used to go home once a year, believe it or not, because travel was not very good then. I came to the UK in 1956, went to Linden Lodge School here in London, and that was another school for the blind. I then went on to the RNC, which was the Royal Normal College. What a name for anywhere. Royal Normal College. Anyway, I went there and learned shorthand typing. Seems strange for a blind person to do shorthand typing when you can't see what you're writing. But anyway, I did it and got advanced typewriting and all that nonsense and then went to work for the civil service. Did that for many, many years. Meanwhile, I was doing music on the side, playing in gigs, recording and stuff like that. And eventually, I left the civil service for a while and did music professionally for about five or six years and then when things got a little tight as they tend to do I went to the Institute of Tropical Products where I worked for a while and then I was asked would I like to manage an American radio station for the blind internet radio station called ACB Radio the American Council of the Blind so I managed their station for a couple of years and then started the Global Voice Now, the Global Voice is an internet radio station, and in fact, we're the new kids on the block because we've only just started taking shout-out radio, and I'm very glad we are. And it's staffed primarily by blind and visually impaired people, and we run 24 hours a day, as do uh, most stations these days, and we pride ourselves on not having automated music. It's all programming, and we're a worldwide station. We also have an offshoot of the Global Voice called TGV Productions. And TGV Productions helps blind musicians get their work out there. Well, we first of all help them in producing their work. I have a skilled team. Um, Many of our DJs on the station are also uh, musicians and producers in their own right. So... Uh, We give people the opportunity to come in and we help them get their stuff up to a highly professional standard and then we get it out on the various streaming platforms. We also have our own message board as well. We have um, not only music programs, we have programs for discussion. Our Our flagship program is the Attitude Test and that looks at various subjects each week 
The last one we had was on this disgusting thing of the LGB alliance, but uh, I won't get into politics here. As many people will know, being trans is difficult enough. The whole changing from one to another, the whole image change. Imagine being trans and blind. When you really don't know much about makeup, you really don't know much about coordination of clothes and things like that. I was very, very lucky. I had a wonderful partner, sadly died now, Mary Lou. And she always said to me, you are not going out looking awful. She was American. During that time, I was working, playing music in a restaurant. And who should come in one night but the head of a very, very well-known Canadian makeup company. And we got chatting, as you do. And she said, would you like lessons in makeup from one of our top experts? Well, who was I to say no? So I learned that way. And a tip for you all, folks. The older you get, the less makeup you use. At least that's what I've been told. Just harking back to the global voice a minute. Um, if there are any blind musicians listening, please get in touch with us. You can write to management at theglobalvoice.info. If you're a musician and would like help with production or would like us to get your music out there to the people, we would be only too pleased to help. And I'd like to thank Shoutout Radio for giving me this opportunity of letting you know what The Global Voice does and is, and a little bit about myself. I'm Chrissy Cochran. Good luck to Shoutout Radio. a story you could tell in five minutes get in contact visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. And uh, that is uh, Chrissy Cochran herself, and that's called uh, Let Me Out Of Here. Uh, like Correct me if I'm wrong, do you say it's out next week along with the album? Uh, yes, it is. So, yep. Lovely song. Very nice song. I like that a lot. So. Uh, which I have to say, she's got a lovely radio voice, hasn't she? I loved listening to that My Five there. It's lovely. Yeah. It sort mm. of brings you in, doesn't it? You want yeah. to listen because, yeah. <laughs> you kind of wanted to go from that into... You wanted to go from that into story time. <laughs> <laughs> sat, sat by a nice yeah, the fire, yeah. So, sorry, Chrissy. <laughs> Definitely. So, anyway, now to keep you on your perky toes, let's find out what's going on in the world um, with um, with boys, Matthew and Terry. Is this your news headlines? This is Shoutout News Headlines on Thursday the 29th of April. 
Before we start our scheduled bulletin, we have some late arriving news. Arlene Foster is being reported by Irish media as quitting her post as leader of the Democratic Unionist Party. The Irish Independent said that Ms Foster had faced a revolt against her leadership over the handling of Brexit, in particular the Northern Ireland Protocol, and a decision to abstain in a vote on so-called gay conversion therapy. Northern Ireland LGBT groups have yet to formally respond to the latter issue, but it is expected by political watchers that it will, in future become easier to bring an end to discredited treatments which aim to turn gay and trans people straight and cisgender. Earth Day was marked on Thursday the 22nd of April and millions of people marked the annual environmental event. It will have been observed by a great many of our LGBTQ people as research suggests that our community are considerably more likely to do their bit for the environment than heterosexuals and cisgender people, whether this be recycling, adopting rather than having children, being vegetarian or sponsoring animal welfare groups amongst other things. Emerging from the hippie and eco-counterculture of the late 1960s, the first Earth Day was observed on the 22nd of April 1970. Today it is recognised by the United Nations and manages to unite highly disparate activist groups with corporations and governments in focus on the future of our small blue planet. She became the first non-male identified transgender person elected to the body that oversees the San Francisco Democratic Party. She's also one of the few African-American people working to ensure the party behaves according to the law. Now, Honey Mahogany is aiming to become its first transgender chair and first drag queen to lead the local party. If Mahogany is elected, it's believed that she would be also the first black person to ever chair the local party. San Francisco, with its rolling hills and its strong tradition of free thought and counterculture, seems the ideal city to take this pioneering lead. Punk rock is a subculture in which many LGBTQ people have made their homes. Indeed, there are two particular subgenres within the wider punk scene, the feminist-edged Riot Girl and Queercore, which speak to bands consisting of members of our communities. But there are many general fans of punk from across the Rainbow Tribe. Now Kerrang!, the metal and punk web portal, magazine and radio network, has published its guide to punk in 23 important songs. They range from the Sex Pistols to Crass, to modern pop punk, a diverting read for anyone from the LGBTQ communities interested in contemporary countercultures. In the US, the LGBTQ task force has come a long way from its early days as the lesbian and gay task force. It now boasts corporate backing, but that hasn't blunted its edge as being an organisation that lobbies hard for social change and representation. This month, the group has joined a coalition of activists who are asking the US Postal Department for stamps to honour black and Latin heroes of LGBTQ activism. Among the names suggested are Bayard Rustin, Marsha P. Johnson, and Sylvia Ray Rivera. The National LGBTQ Task Force is thrilled to continue supporting this effort, said Kira Johnson, the Chief Chief Director. This campaign recognises the contributions of the trans and drag communities, particularly people of colour who have given so much to the larger LGBTQ community and still do not have the visibility or credit they deserve. We already saw the tremendous success of the Harvey Milk stamp and encouraged the US Post Office to create more and more diverse representations of LGBTQ icons. For more information, you can visit their website, thetaskforce.org.
And finally, we have arrived at May Day, also known as Beltane. This ancient pagan festival is marked as International Workers' Day in many countries, taking up a tradition of carnival and subversion when the rigid social order of agrarian societies could be upset. Glastonbury's pagan bookstore, The Goddess and the Green Man, notes that it is about sexuality and sensuality, passion, vitality and joy, and about conception, a brilliant moment in the wheel of the year to bring ideas, hopes and dreams into action. Elements of ancient pagan rites have survived into contemporary English folk practice, with the maypole in many villages being phallic and potent. Once more, LGBTQ pagan groups encourage people to celebrate in accordance with social distancing, but look forward to the lifting of restrictions during the coming summer. For these news stories in further detail and much more, you can check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Matthew Tosh. Shoutout News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, Curtis Harding. And on and on. And uh, obviously, well, Steph loves. <laughs> um, you no need to ask where um, Curtis' influences come from. Northern Soul, the sound of Tamla Motown, right there. Mm. It is. It's a great sound. It is, isn't it? So what, what, year, what year was that track? Well, it was quite modern. Um, he started uh, getting hits around 2014, I think. So it's quite recent. I mean, oh, it's, right. he's obviously he's not an original Motown artist, but uh, obviously he's uh, heavily influenced by uh, by Motown because that just takes it off a treat. It's beautiful. <laughs> cool. Well, it's time to catch up with a couple of um, the younger members of the team, isn't it? Um, 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 the, yeah. Well, certainly in the form yeah. of uh, Lara, who we haven't, haven't heard from in a while, um, and no, Sharif is obviously. Will. <laughs> Sharif has not been on the show for a while, um, so it's lovely to hear her back on as well. But this is um, um, about uh, a new youth film, isn't it? It is, uh, The Black Joy Project, um, and they're also going to be discussing Sharifa's new podcast, uh, Kiki and Football. Hello, my name is Lara, and I am from Shout Out. Um, I also see your creator tuition, and I am here with Sharifa Whitney James from Our Land, and I'm really excited to be talking to her today because she's got a new project. Don't want to give too much away, um, so I'm just going to jump into Sharifa. Um. Yo, yeah, hello. Yeah, so my name is Sharifa. Uh, I am the founder of the Our Land project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also hoping to um, set up a queer running club in Bristol. I have a podcast called the Queer Blacky Black Podcast, Joy Podcast. <laughs> I love that name. Um, <laughs> that's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> it's such a great name. Okay, so that's who you are, but what are your passions? A lot of your passions seem to come out in your work, right? But tell me kind yeah. of what they are, first of all. I think my main passion is about the liberation of marginalised people mm-hmm. and particularly black queer people. All of my work, if not yeah, all of my work is basically trying to support or create spaces for uh, black and brown queer folks. That's amazing. And um, what else on the other side? Because I know you've got another hobby that um, I like to watch, but not necessarily to run around and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I play football, mm-hmm. but I also am a football coach and I've been a football coach for almost 15 years. 
and I kind of I do a bit of coaching with my current team and I also sometimes manage my football team as well but mostly play so who who do you uh, manage like who are your team I've had two teams so I play for a small-sided football team who are called um, Steps FC mm-hmm. uh, and I play for a Lebanon-side football team called Red Falcons oh brilliant okay um so what are your what is your journey to this point like kind of where um have you been in terms of um what you've done products you've worked with people you've worked with like how have you gotten to where you are today to our land uh well I was working uh as a community worker and a youth worker for the past three years mm-hmm. um but kind of just got kind of sick of working um, in institutions. Mm-hmm. As p- most people know, they're kind of inherently racist, inherently misogynistic, inherently all the, all the bad things. And for me, it was really affecting my mental health working in those institutions. So I wanted to kind of work for myself. Um, and that's where the Our Land Project was born. Uh, so the Our Land Project is basically working and supporting and creating um, safe spaces for black queer youth in rural areas discuss and unpack their identity. So I'm from a a rural area, I grew up in Wiltshire, uh, and yeah, there's nothing for queer youth, much less black queer youth. So for me, I want to kind of give back and yeah, support young people. How do you think that um, like can affect a person when they they grow up in that kind of, what kind of support do you think you can can bring? I think just, literally having conversations and, and creating a space either within the school mm-hmm. or um out of school but i just think having the conversation i think we whenever we kind of speak about um being lgbt we don't often see ourselves like within that conversation so i think highlighting that you know black and brown queer people have always existed and we've always been here um and there are out and proud and successful lgbt um, and queer people of color doing fantastic stuff so I think being visible. That's amazing. So you, we work together in Kiki, right? And so yeah, why are things like Kiki so needed in our city? So obviously it's the visibility, but it's also the support, isn't it? Like it's that having those people that you can feel like you are yourself with at some point. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's really important to have people around you who look like you. I think, again, you know, I think Bristol can be a diverse city but we're also quite segregated and then times that by being segregated and being um you know lgbt so i think it's important to have a space where you can see yourself and people can understand you and and you can share experiences on a, on a fundamental level so yeah i think it's important to have safe spaces for black and queer people so do i um like what's been like kind of the best part because um I don't know, there's been so many highlights over the last year of being with Kiki, like highs and lows. Mm. And I think just from your like past experiences of working with uh, different types of people and um, in different spaces, what's kind of been your highlight? I think probably my highlight is when we did that collaboration with Booty Base mm, okay. uh, in Old Market. Uh, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful space to have a mixture of black and brown queer people, but also cis, white, people you know in straight people in this space mm-hmm. but everyone coming together um, and just enjoying the music and, and understanding our vibe our vibe is very inclusive um we try and make it as safe as we possibly can um and it's just a really beautiful night of everyone coming together and having a good time and feeling the music i miss that so much it's... i know and so that nicely segues into kind of what we've been doing recently because i kind of really want to have a chat about this because it kind of crosses over in both our projects right because i i have created tuition yeah. 
and that's about bringing the sort of a freedom of knowledge to young people so like they to to allow them to learn about not only their past but also current affairs and also get tuition um but part of that is also learning that um about lgbt rights and, and lgbt history which is so important and i'm still learning that today like you never stop learning that right yeah so it's really really exciting uh and we've just spent the, the past weekend um creating this beautiful um project basically and it's Basically, we're trying to create a manifest black queer joy in a video. But the narrative is, you know, there's a few a few young people who you're not too you're not not too sure if they are LGBT, but they're two people who are out on the street and they kind of see people who are having a good time and who maybe see that they're part of a community. And the idea is, at the end of the video, they kind of join that community, and the community is the, is Kiki. It's been such a beautiful, beautiful project, and the past weekend was so great. Like bringing the community together mm, and having so a day. Nice, yeah. yeah, it's like really, really freeing and liberating and it really grounds you when you are with your people. It does. It, and I think in the, in that sense, I think when we were doing it, obviously there was the whole preparation, which was really hard and really tough, but like it kind of, it was so rewarding because just being amongst the, the joy around in that project was just amazing and it felt really uplifting and we're doing current like creating history there like there hasn't really been much documentation of the black um cutie pock history and so we really wanted to like bring that um to young people and to schools and um, so they could help them understand like our experiences and the fact that sometimes you can feel like you're on the outside and you don't have a community but there is always a community there for you I think it's really important to have that visibility and that representation. I think a lot of people who identify as LGBT or queer who are POC in Bristol, they tend to run away to London because they don't see themselves here. So I think, you know, I think it's really, really important to have that video out and about in schools and in colleges for black young people to see uh, and to see, you know, if you do identify as LGBT or queer, that there is a space for you here. You don't have to run away. Mm, yes, 100%, because that's so needed. And so finally, I kind of want to ask you a little bit about where you're kind of going next. Like what projects are in the line? Can we know about any of them? Um, because I, I've been obviously talking to you over the weekend. It's, it, I heard some great things and it's, it's great for people to know what to, to join in. In So I'm a model uh, and I model for Lucy and Yak. And if you don't know them, get to know them. They're oh, amazing. Yes. They're a fair trade ethical clothing brand um who do amazing dungarees and boiler suits and really awesome clothing and i also did a collaboration with them around black queer joy for um lgbt history month a couple of months ago which lara actually was involved in. <laughs> I, was, I, I was i was <laughs> yeah and it was really great really great contribution but yeah so I, i'm hoping to set up a queer running club in bristol which hopefully will work with some of the most marginalized people within the lgbt community um so that, that's really really exciting and have a podcast, like I said, called the Queer Blackity Black Joy podcast. And that's kind of talking about um, black queer joy, because obviously it's been a really horrible year mm -hmm. for everyone, but I think particularly black people. Um, so just having a space of just talking about our joy for once and not talking about the trauma that we go through. Uh, we so, that. yeah, having a space to just unpack um, our stuff and having a space to just really talk about the, the genuine joy that we we can manifest in our lives and how we and how we get there mm. and it's also about learning as well it's a part like something that people can learn from right because it's about understanding it through experiences and stories and people's like way of being um we can also learn from what they've done i think oh, 100%, pod yeah. podcasts are amazing for that like you just learn through like 
yeah some of the mistakes people made or some of the like things that they thought like I, there's many things that I thought about being LGBT that just I do not hold true to today because I learned yeah. from other people yeah definitely I think we can definitely learn from people's lived experiences and I think and I hope that the podcast will do that it'll be a learning tool but also just a space to just kind of unwind and relax and have a laugh and go on a journey of understanding that particular person's like journey to like you know their journey to manifesting black queer joy and everyone's story will be, will be so different exactly and if we think about it just to bring a bit of um not even science to it but like how other um cultures learn is through storytelling they learn through people's fables they learn through those ways so it's, it's just a really effective way of teaching people um different life lessons especially about the lgbt plus experience not always you want to have the facts and everything like that you want to be able to talk freely and also um have that safe space which is what you're creating and i love that um and so yeah i can't wait to hear that um keep an eye on sharifa's um uh, uh social media if you could you shout that out for me please yeah so my personal page is gold underscore fro so g-o-l-d underscore f-o-r uh and my podcast page is the blackity black joy podcast it's a long one but yeah type it in you'll find um, it it'll come up once you get to blackity black you'll be fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate your um you giving me your time and working with you has been amazing i say amazing a lot but honestly so much joy here looking forward to having you back again on shout out thank you having me no problem <laughs> Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, Bob and Marcia and a young gifted and black. Um, and, uh, yeah, big, big thank you to um, uh, Lara and Sharifa there. That was a uh, lovely, lovely interview. Lovely to hear Lara on the radio too again. It's been a while. Uh, a bit like, bit like Matthew. We haven't had you on for a while, haven't we, mate? We come and go. We're seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> when the wind's blowing in the right direction, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I was going to say, are you spring, springing up like our, our plants and our our, uh, our bulbs? No, and the um, Matthew drops in on his umbrella like Mary Poppins. <laughs> well, I like that. Ooh, that's a good one. Hanging like onto a parrot. <laughs> Oh, dear. So anyway, um, it's time for lots of Terry, as I said um, right at the oh, top of well, the show. With our, with our lovely news extra, where we take one or two stories um, that are like the, the most talked about um, and yes. go a yeah, bit more blow into them up. detail. Yeah, blow them up. Yeah, yeah. You got some <laughs> crackers, crackers this week, mate. Right? Um, do, do you want to kick us off then? Oh. Oh, well, indeed. Let's try and get both uh, the stories in this time, because often we um, we go over, don't we? That, we're we're, we're terrible. Weeks. We talk a lot, don't we? we? But then, then that's why we're <laughs> that's on the radio. We're here <laughs> four weeks. It's been four weeks since the death of His Royal Highness Prince Philip. He was a man who offended some with his old-fashioned ideas, but also seemed to have recognised with some humour the slightly absurd situation in which he found himself as consort to the Queen of one of the most celebrated monarchies that have survived from the Middle Ages. Uncertain unlike say the Dutch or Danish monarchies the British system is still very large with a lot of pomp and pageantry 
Now, obviously, LGBTQ people have a wide range of views on the royal mm. family. As the 50s essayist Edward Sagarin wrote, LGBTQ people will consider views on their merits, no matter how unusual or outlandish, and give each idea its day in court. So, my questions for the panel today are, is the monarchy good value for money? Do you, think a, do you think a more Dutch-style monarchy or Danish model would suit the UK better? By this I mean with a smaller civil list and more modest pageantry. Or is it, as some LGBTQ people suggest, time for the institution to be retired? And also, what did you think about the media coverage of the death of His Royal Highness Prince Philip? And what does Ooh, it teach us about Lord. how they should? That's well, quite where, a where do we start? What um, do you recognise? It's a real juicy one this time. Yeah, I know. Um, and it's so full of personal opinions, which is not not something that we, <laughs> we, we give out very often, is it? We try and be it a bit a, more this, balanced. This, well, um, we can always have a balanced view and sort of represent well, yeah. and the what problem is we've got say. we've got competition as well from all the queens that are part of the lgbtq community <laughs> yeah you think I mean, they're the only one that matters i think i can, go, I, can I think i can safely say that as a generalization um a lot of the public had an issue with how much coverage there was um i know right. that there were there were lots of complaints were there that, to the point where the bbc had to set up a special page just to cope with the influx of complaints over um, all the things like MasterChef getting cancelled. Now, I I know that it's kind of been an unwritten rule in media that... um you, know, you do that but of course the last time it kind of ever happened was when Princess Diana died and if you think back That's to right. them we didn't really have the internet like it is now it was there but nothing like it is now we had five channels on terrestrial TV and although there was Sky yeah. and the like it wasn't nearly as you know popular not, not as widely available yeah. That's and you right, certainly yeah. didn't have things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus and all of that you know so um, when they did it back then I don't remember anybody complaining about all the channels devoting all that time to diana so have we moved on from the monarchy is that why people were complaining are we not as what i was gonna say possibly we've moved on but i think we've also got to think about the situation there was a sudden death of a young monarch Mm. or a young person who had recently been annexed from the monarchy and the royal family whereas in, to be quite frank, uh, Prince Philip was a, a very aged. He was ninety-nine. He's a very aged royal, and it was. It's a different situation. It wasn't sudden. It was sort of expected. It's been talked about for a few months that his health was not was not great. So, I, I, I suppose there's there's that feeling of society's changed. And I wonder whether also society is looking at the royal family and the things, it, it's its crises and the things that have happened and thinking, is it an outdated model? Is it something that's no longer relevant? Also with well, the didn't, treatment didn't we of have a, the Didn't we have a vote on it a few years ago? Was no, it us? Australia? No. It was Australia. It was Australia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, right. And they decided to keep the monarchy. Hmm, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's quite difficult because if you go generations above us, like my parents and uh, they're not around anymore. My grandparents, especially, were huge yeah. um, great fans of the monarchy um, and and thought it held immense value. Um, I, I think for me personally, I'm I'm just not aware of as much of what they do. I mean, I'm aware of things like um, you know the Duke of Edinburgh Awards, which is an absolutely fantastic thing. I remember 
remember you know lo- yeah, loving that, that when yeah. I I yeah. was younger and and there is I, there is something really nice about hearing the Queen give a speech and and the fact that she's always totally impartial um, and I have to say my heart did go out to her um, when she's at the funeral of her own husband of seventy yeah. plus years and still not able to show emotion I I couldn't have done that I don't know anyone who could have done that um, and she did and I believe yesterday day before sorry uh, was her first day back at work so yeah, yeah. it wasn't long yeah, after and, and she's and back working and a public morning mm. uh, uh, yes that's but, right and she of course did a, she did a fantastic speech I have to say last year when she appeared on television during the unprecedented times of the first lockdown yeah on the coronavirus I thought uh, you know I'm not a huge don't take a huge interest in them but I, I listened to that speech and I thought it was fantastic she brought us all yeah. together where Boris Johnson split us all up <laughs> <laughs> well there's yeah. something for well that's a, that's a different topic isn't it value for money Steph- though I I don't know. Mm. I don't know how much. I don't know how much they, they cost. They do bring a lot of tourism in. Yeah, there are a lot Huge of tourists man. come in. Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate here, Matthew. Though I mean, some people say, well, you know, the the French, you know, have been a republic for a long time, and a lot of people still flock to see Notre Dame or you know the palace at Versailles. So, do you need a monarchy, perhaps, or just the the, the buildings and the benchmarks? <laughs> It, it, it's it's a tough one. I, I've got very mixed views on it, um, which I don't I don't generally make public on on the radio. Um, but I, I, I've seen the effects of yeah. When, when I when I've got, when I've travelled abroad, people are always asking about the monarchy. Have you seen yeah. the Queen? Have you met the Queen? They're fascinated yeah, by it. Yes, um, and I said, no, I've not met the Queen. You know, I've seen her a couple of times, but I've not met her. <laughs> they expect you to sort of have these sort of dalliances, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, and you, you, you've reminded me of, do you know, one of my friends, when they found out that I was gay, they said, so what's Will Young like then? I said, I don't know what Will Young's like. He said, she said, I thought all you people knew each other. It's, it still happens, doesn't it? Um, I mean, um, there's a couple that live behind our house who um, happen to be two two women. Uh, I assume there, there, there are a couple of lesbians. When we first moved in, one of the neighbours went, oh, there's two of your sort that live behind you do you know them <laughs> why, why would I brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> he's just like but, hey what do you mean my sort <laughs> and B why, why would I know them so, I don't know but there again I, I, I live in a street where there are probably what f- six seven gay men including a couple of couples is so it a homosexual street uh, well it, it, it is <laughs> uh, we, we do all know each other but then we've all lived here a very long time so there is a gay, there is a gay street in Bristol isn't there there's, up, there's Upper Gay Street in there uh, is yes there is a, there's I think a, there's Gaywood House isn't there a big top tower the, there, there is a place in the UK called Gaydon too That's, Yes. Well, we'll all be um, there soon. Terry Sorry. or anyone else, um, are, you, are you aware of anyone coming out as gay, trans, bi, lesbian uh, or queer in the royal family? Yes, there's a cousin of the Queen who came out a couple of years ago. 
I've forgotten his name. I could look it up. I won't Google it right now because you're him, the keyboard guy. But but there is a cousin, uh, cousin of the Queen. But other than that, okay, yeah. um, there's nobody. There's nobody on the sort of like the main civil list in the sort of like close. Yeah, you say that though, but it is known that throughout time there have been monarchs. Um, oh, absolutely. Correct me yes, if I'm I wrong. Mean, who are gay? King James, King James, who of course united, you know, is the first monarch to rule both Scotland and England, and started the process of the countries coming together. He was known in his own court as Queen James. You know, oh, right. Um, okay. Obviously, Edward the First in the in the Middle Ages was assassinated partly. I mean, partly because of his homosexuality and his dalliances with attractive young men, which annoyed a lot of the. Um, a lot of the the court around him at the time, so uh, there have been many in the past. I, it'd be lovely mm. to think this day and age um, we could have a gay monarch openly. Yes, I think you know. I think we're still. I mean, if you think about the revelations that that Meghan and Harry have made though on American television, mm. I mean, there's still allegedly you know uh, an issue with race in the monarchy. So perhaps we're some way of having a. A merry gay monarch yet, but you never know. A merry gay monarch. Yes. <laughs> a monarch. Do you think um, that there's there would be just too much work to sort out the constitutions because we're just built with the prime minister, the House of Lords, the House, the House of Commons. Well, doesn't the Queen is, is doesn't the I love headliner. It. I was going to say, doesn't it come down to the fact she's the head of the church as well? Yes, and all uh, the exactly, is, yeah, all the yeah. teachings so and beliefs there around be homosexuality a, would be an issue. Yeah. Well, there's I a lot of entangling to do, isn't there? If there it, is, it did go that. We we have changed the constitution, though. If you think about it, to yeah. allow Roman Catholics to ascend to the throne now. You know, for a long time, Catholics were barred. Uh, you know, as a you know. A, um, a follow-on from the religious wars of the 16th and 17th centuries. Um, uh, but we, now we that's changed. And, and women can now um, inherit the throne, can't they? Andy? I think they can, yes. Yes, I think, I think they can. We, we also had, obviously, uh, Henry VIII changed, changed the rules and ripped up the church's rule book and founded the Church of England so we could get divorced yes, and remarried. So we could do um, anything we like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it has happened. I, I, I think it would be it would be very complicated because of the monarch being head of being head of the church as well. But progressive things do happen, and hopefully in Never future anything, yeah. we will be able to get, yeah we will be able yeah. to progress. Yep, that sounded a bit like Brexit then, Andy. What you just said about the king. <laughs> very diplomatic. So what would yes. it be like if we had one more like the Dutch and Danish then? What, what do you mean by that, Terry? What, what's the difference? Well, I mean, they they tend to take a, a more of a, a backseat role. There's 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 less pageantry and the big the big events. I mean, maybe so. It's like just Dutch smaller, is it? Would agree. It, it, it does I know the Dutch be, yes. thing, like Queen's Day, over there, it's humongous. It's just like a big sea of orange, which is you know the, the, the colour of their monarchy. It's just amazing it to be there. Brilliant experience it if is. you can. And of course, we have a close relationship with the Dutch monarchy because William of Orange ruled this country in the late uh, 16th century. Uh, no, I beg your pardon, 17th century. And did you know that Jason Orange, the hunky dancer from Take That, is actually related <laughs> to Dutch royalty? That hence the name Orange. Oh, oh right. right. Yeah. yeah he's, he's the official. thing is, the royal the royal families throughout Europe is so incestuous, isn't it? Um, how they're all <laughs> interlinked. 
Yes, of course, a, a, a product of the, the Middle Ages, you know, when, when it was necessary to form alliances, you did that through marriage. Mm. You know, yeah. so, oh, yes, that's gosh. what I was thinking of, but yeah, yeah. Um, just before we go, I was going to talk about um, those protests that were in Bristol. That well, was I the would, other, the, the I would secondary s- item. would say do that. You've got 20 seconds, though, mate. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's, there's big demonstrations about the policing bill, which are going to obviously have, uh, you know, opinions from LGBTQ people. They're planned on May the 1st, so we'll see what happens and maybe we'll discuss it in the next News Extra. But thanks, everyone, for taking part. Fascinating, as always. Yeah, it would be a very good one to talk about that one, actually because it is a, um, a lot of people's heart that one isn't it so uh, hot button news mm. anyway uh, that's it for this week remember as we keep saying each week we are looking for more people to get involved in the show uh, so if you do know someone who would be interested or even yourself uh, do get in touch with us whether you want to be on air or help behind the scenes let us know there's loads to help out with email studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt uh, next week guess what we're getting all your Bristol Pride news direct from the sources themselves uh, but from myself from Matthew from Terry from Andy and from Steph say bye bye everyone bye shout out LGBT radio for you